On this episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with actor and comedian James Hartenfeld about privilege and mental health. We also discuss boundaries and how they change throughout our lives. Episodes drop on Spotify on Monday and YouTube on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. What's up, everybody? Zoe Schwartz. Hey. And comedian and actor James Hartenfeld. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you've worked a little bit uh, with the the mental health realm. Uh, I know that you did a fundraiser recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that for? That was for the International Bipolar Foundation. Okay, okay. What's 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 the uh, the reason that that's close to you? Oh, well, that's a long answer. I'm sure, to give. sure, sure. Well, I mean, we got to know why we're excited to see you. It's important to me because I live with bipolar disorder. Um, okay. I live with bipolar type two, okay. and International Bipolar Foundation. They're a really big foundation, but they also help everyone wherever they live find resources right in their backyard for free, and also send them resources on bipolar. Uh, just bipolar relief and bipolar help yeah. um, and things like that. And they send that to you for free as well. That's super dope. So, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that as somebody with bipolar, that's, I, I appreciate the representation, the advocacy and uh, the work towards that. Mm-hmm. But um, something that you said that I really kind of take interest with is that you say that it gets those resources to everybody. Yes. Um, and I think that that's something that like commonly in mental health that, that we kind of take for granted is that like, you know, oh, why don't you just go to therapy? It's like, well, I don't think therapy is available to everybody without money. <sighs> You know, and even if you have insurance, it can be super hard to get that therapy because yeah. your insurance might not cover the same th- therapy as other insurance does, or the waiting yeah. list might be longer for your insurance, and that's a whole deal in itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like uh, being on the the side of being a therapist, like what is what does that kind of look like for you, seeing people that might need help but can't get insurance? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I think why well, don't I like. Obviously, I'm just starting to do like my sure, like, sure, sure. I, before I was just an intern. So I was only able to work with people that were through like a certain insurance. And I okay. think it'll be that way until I'm fully licensed. But it absolutely is like a barrier for people. And uh, yeah, and learning all about how insurance works and how complicated it is and all the things you have to do, even when you do have insurance mm-hmm. that are invas- invasive and, bar- and create barriers. Yeah. It's definitely been uh, eye opening to learn about. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, that's definitely like one of the the frustrating things is like even when you get to a space where you're finally ready to like look for help, ask for help, like the fact that there's all this time between even when you get that help, but like the the, uh, the chance that you might not get that help because you don't have the right insurance. Yeah. Um, have you ever had like experiences where you're like, hey, I want to do this, but like the barriers in between it were just so difficult that you couldn't really find it? Well, uh, for me, I would say the, the most... Uh, interesting barriers that I've come across when it comes to therapy is like the things that you are required to do to get a therapist. The mm-hmm. hoops that you have to jump through are like the hardest things to do for people that are struggling with mental health. Absolutely. It requires uh, making a lot of phone calls, being very on top <laughs> of your like schedule, uh, yeah. following through with that schedule, remembering yeah. even to, just to make the schedule and yeah. shit like that. I'm and, anxious like, about this phone call. I'm too depressed to make this phone call. Yeah. That's why I'm making this phone call. And it just, mm-hmm. it, it, and then by the time that, okay, we can schedule for like two months out. And it's like, by that time, you know, you, you've a forgotten about it. B you might think that you don't need it anymore because you're yeah. on this manic kick or some shit. And sure. it's like, there's these, Totally. The, the, yeah, those parts yeah. of it, I think, have fucked with me the most. I think I'm uh, privileged in the sense that, like, I haven't dealt with a lot of like insurance issues as far as mm-hmm. as far as that's gone. I don't have like fantastic insurance, but right, I, right, that's never been a difficult part for me to navigate. It's, sure. it's been the other things. That yeah. 
complicated. No, I get that. I get that. Um, I actually just started a, a job working with like the the homeless youth, so between like eighteen and twenty five. Awesome. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, it's su- yeah, super dope work. That's, that's super sick. Thank you, thank you. But the, I guess like the the part that I'm really starting to understand is that like yes, these are the people who probably need it most and have the least amount of access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like what you said earlier about just like the the things to get mental health help are like the things that are the hardest to do when you need that help. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, a lot of these people are very depressed, very anxious. They don't trust authoritative figures. They don't trust, you know, just any number of figures because of their their traumatic experiences, but they can't deal with those uh, because they also kind of have to go through those. So yeah, no, that's definitely um, kind of a, an interesting topic. So have you had experience with this where where maybe you've seen somebody or you were unable to get that help yourself? Oh yeah, even right now I'm stressing out because my insurance is covering a great therapist that mm-hmm. I wanted to start seeing for the longest so time. And so it's, well, so yeah. It's good have, for that yeah. reason, but. It's like I was waiting forever to see this therapist, but now my insurance might change. And I, if it does change, okay. I'm going to have to go through this thread again where I'm like, I had like probably eight to 10 emails with this um, therapy group just to start seeing that. And that was hard to navigate Yeah, and go back to that thread all the time and stuff. And I might restart that process with the therapist that I don't maybe want that isn't as specialized as this one to start seeing. And you also mentioned something that like when I was 20, like and just starting to navigate my diagnosis, it was like I was just so resistant to therapy when I was going in like. I didn't really have the skills to say like or skills or acceptance with myself. Yeah. So like working on myself just wasn't really it was so hard to start that trust. Yeah. To be at this point where I'm like, I do trust, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal, totally. deal with the bureaucracy around it. Well, and so. I, I really like that you you brought that up because that's something that is very frustrating with therapists is like once you like opening up to somebody is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doing it twice is <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like it was hard enough to tell you that stuff the first time. That's why I needed a therapist. And now I have to retell that to somebody who like I don't know and may not connect with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's definitely like a, a frustrating thing that I've experienced in the past is like, you know, maybe I have this therapy, but the second that like, or excuse me, I maybe have this therapist and this insurance, but I moved to another state, get a new job. Now I'm back where I started. Totally. Um, I'm curious, what what about, so you, like you said you had a therapist that you really like right now. What mm-hmm. What about them is like standing out to you? Yeah. So it's for one thing, it's a male therapist. I've mm. never worked with a male therapist. Okay. And um, as someone who, you know, didn't grow up with a dad around and stuff like that. Sure. I think I was really excited to say, like, you know what, I'm going to work on my relationship with myself as a male and other males. Sure. So that's cool. That's really cool. And it's also someone that specializes in PTSD and trauma and grief. Yeah. And those are huge things for me that I never fully addressed with other therapists. Yeah. Um, also excited to work with them because I had one therapist die (laughs) and and I worked with them for six years, which was like huge, huge stoke. And then, um, so I love that. And then my therapist after that moved the pandemic and it took me just so long to get this next one. Um, so that's another, like, you know, just checking all those boxes to finally land one that I really like working with. Well, Um, and I, I like what you said about, um, just finding a, a therapist that specializes in the things that you're dealing with, because those three things are like very difficult things to try to navigate by yourself. And yeah. like the people who do connect with you on those things and have been helping you navigate those, like that's, it's, that's not just somebody you can just talk to, you know, about. Like, no. And 
Yeah, and I, I see a psychiatrist still for that specializes in like stuff I deal with with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about a lot of these other things. Yeah, yeah. The so psychiatrist it, is the one yeah. that gives you meds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They, they're always so funny because they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, are the meds working? Yeah. Because yeah. like I'm trying to tell them, it's like, yeah. And then my dad called, but like he didn't really want to talk, and like I just, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like yeah. is it too much Adderall or not enough? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Like, <laughs> thank you. This has been very helpful. Oh. Totally. And so there's, so there are like, we're kind of working on those mental health mechanics specific to bipolar. Mm-hmm. And then this other person just really feels, feels like it completes the care team for me. Yeah. As as, um, what I can talk about and with who. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think it's extremely important to just be able to have like that, that space where you can talk about those things yeah. because, you know, friends are great. The smoke breaks great, but I don't know shit. Uh, yeah. Taylor's funny and Zoe's the closest thing we have to knowing stuff. And she's <laughs> and also new. very funny. And new, so yeah. 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 But it's, but I, I think that, you know, having a support group of friends is very important, but like something that like I've tried to express to a lot of people who, uh, you know, that I've been working with in the community is just like, yeah, having friends is good, but like having friends to talk about other people too is important, but you need people to talk about those people too. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good point. How, who do I bitch to about Taylor? You know, if I'm only bitching to Taylor <laughs> Zoe. about other pi- Zoe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we have a separate group chat. So no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, it's like you, I feel like you're when when you don't see a therapist because well, I have friends, so I can just talk to my friends about everything. It, it, almost feels like you start to put too much onto your friends a really big expectation of being able to carry these burdens and navigate them for you when Mm -hmm. they also Mm -hmm. don't know how to navigate it when you guys could both just hire your own individual navigators kind of you know absolutely you guys both need pilots you don't need to be each other's pilots yeah Yeah. absolutely and something i want to acknowledge in the chat is uh something that uh, our our old friend angelique said which is the process we have to go through to find a therapist sometimes can almost make us want to give up so Yeah, that's so real. No, it, it really is. It's it's Love it's you, exhausting. Yes, thank you for <laughs> for tuning in, Angelique. But yeah, no, no, no. I, I I definitely think that you know understanding like the process of like how difficult it is and how to make that easier for people. So, what do you think is something that that makes it easier for people to get in contact with these? Well, resources like IBPF are big. Okay. And, and what's IBPF? Just for and so that's the international. I was going to say Foundation. those of us who don't yeah. know, but it's me. It's yeah. me. So that's huge. Um, another one is going to be Psychology Today. That okay. is actually a really good resource to yeah. find therapists that are going to match. It's kind of like looking for a used car on like Auto Trader or something. You mm-hmm. put in the exact model or your insurance mm-hmm. number. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Problems. Yeah. And that's so that's a good one. But also like our local clinics are super super clutch like um cascadia health yep when i was like Mm -hmm. between therapists and couldn't get my meds from my regular um pharmacy and stuff they were just like oh we'll take you we'll talk to you today yeah we'll make sure you get what you need today and you'll also meet with a therapist right now yeah yeah i actually when i was i was in crisis um they're just like go to cascadia yeah thanks uh, for bringing that up i feel like that's like really good information for other people to have too that like there are resources when you're in this like crappy situation that we're talking about with insurance and absolutely providers yeah. and what about you what uh what, what like resources have you found whether locally or nationally resources well i mean like it's it's interesting because james talking about like the psychology today i just have like make my own profile you know like i so i'm thinking about all that kind of stuff and how do i yeah how do i like talk about myself as a therapist in a way that will help people that are looking for something specific feel like i may or may not be the right person for them right and then also well, and just just hearing you talk about your experiences of like access and how that all works is really like uh, just a valuable thing for me to think more about. I've, I've had on like other like on the end of being an intern and seeing how that works for people that like only have access 
to interns as therapists and me feeling like I'm brand new and this person has so many barriers already and then they're getting me who's a brand new person you know so anyway just thinking about all that like the way you brought it up yeah. got my mind going thinking about all that stuff but it's cool to think about clinics i think that like you said for yeah so you think cascadia is a good resource psychology today yeah i mean i can't think of anything specifically right now sure, but sure, i do sure. but i think that kind of stuff is really valuable to think about because there are gaps yeah yeah, yeah. well and just and, even knowing that there is like if you are having trouble that there are places that try and fill that space and that's kind of the thing i like about the company i work with right now is just like they understand how difficult it is for people to get access and they try to to, to make it a low barrier situation you shouldn't not get mental health health help because you're using you know you probably yeah, need yeah. it more totally so uh, uh taylor what about you it's is, is there has there been anything that's been helpful anything you stumbled across um not anything that hasn't been mentioned uh like as someone that shares a bipolar 2 diagnosis knowing about the international bipolar foundation bipolar also I, I also have a bipolar 2 diagnosis. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have bipolar 2 too. Got it. Got it. Okay. But, uh, but stuff like that's been really helpful. But I, I think just to talk on how important the information that these two are giving us are, is like the 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 horror stories for uh, going to therapy is they're they're atrocious. Like there's been so many companies that have been like out like better help was mm -hmm. like yeah, it was just that. It, that got really worse sketchy. help my my sibling rain uh, had a therapist that just didn't let him talk it was just it was more therapy for the therapist oh i, I think just, you mentioned that last yeah. time yeah, there's and a I, lot of there's, just, there's <laughs> yeah. so many so many ways to just be like hey i don't know if i want to do that yeah, yeah it's so easy to on top of the hoops you have to jump through to just talk yourself out of so i i really appreciate the information that they're giving us yeah 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 no and uh i i like that you said just about like the the therapists pro having a problem with a therapist, but not necessarily having a problem with therapy. Um, I was talking to somebody last night who I was just like, they, they were talking about um, just struggling with having lost somebody close to them. I was just like, Hey, have you gone to therapy? And they're like, yeah, I went to one person and they sucked. And I'm just like, okay, like you, you wouldn't go to one mechanic and be like, well, I guess the car can't be fixed. You know, like it, you'd point. be like, maybe that guy can't fix cars. One bad pizza. And you're like, I hate pizza. Yeah. Like, maybe that guy sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shitty pizza, bro. Uh, so yeah, I think it's important to just be open to understanding that like therapists are people too. And mm -hmm. you know, like it's, therapy really is just a connection between two people. And if you don't connect with that person, you're not going to get what you need out of it from therapy. Um, but you know, stick it out and you, I think you'll find that person. Totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Thanks using for, the right resources. Oh, sorry, totally. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Thanks. And thanks for sharing that with us, James, because it's just valuable and helpful and also vulnerable, vulnerable of you to share all of that. So yeah, oh, that's it. why we're here, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. absolutely. I just feel like everything you said was like super. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. you. Oh, all right. It's a lot. Well, dope. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. Come explore the spaces between friends. DJ 1017 takes you into a universe unlike any other. From Pink Floyd to the Flaming Lips and anything else interstellar. The spaces between friends with DJ 1017. Wednesday nights at 9pm. Come explore with us here on Shady Pines Radio. 
Uh, welcome back to the smoke break. We will be changing our commercials very uh, quickly. Uh, I'm your host, Joel Palzain, here with Taylor Barrett. Hi, that commercial scared me. Zoe Schwartz. Hi. And James Hartenfeld. Doing good. <laughs> I'm great. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone's fine now. Um, so uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about in the second half is... <laughs> Growing with your boundaries. Growing with your boundaries, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> yep, and and looking to friends for help. I was like, is that your forgetting face? Yes, that was my forgetting face. <laughs> my face uh, I don't know what. <laughs> but yeah, growing with your boundaries. I think it's uh, it's something that um, I think when we start off, we may not have a lot of boundaries, and as we grow up, we start to get more boundaries, and as we grow older, we have to readjust those boundaries. Uh-huh. Um, what may have worked for us when we were, you know, a high schooler, might not work for us as an adult. Uh, in fact, it probably shouldn't. You you know, yeah. uh, pulling hair and starting food fights, not really the move. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think either <laughs> yeah. I need to have a conversation with my daughter. Yeah, because yeah. she's two and she pulls a lot of hair. There's a lot of food. <laughs> she, maybe she's not quite there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she's three. Establish some boundaries with her. Yeah. 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 She can read just as well. <laughs> uh, so as far as like uh, boundaries, what uh, what importance do you have? Like what importance do boundaries play in your life? And uh, we'll start with that one. Do you want me to answer yeah, first? Please, absolutely. You're a guest. For sure. I'll um I'll start with this. I think it is okay to have different boundaries with different people. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, absolutely. Yes. You know, especially yeah. regarding um different things like your mental health or yep. your creativity, things like that. Um I know sometimes there's uh, people who I've felt really hurt by when I opened up to about like, oh, I have this creative idea and I really mm-hmm. want to do this thing. And then I'm like, oh, that was probably the wrong person yes. to uh, yeah. share that with. Yeah. So I, it's but there's certain people who I still can be like just whatever, yes. like just as open you can as be I James. want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can be James, and um, I can be James in the future too, as far yeah. as like my talking about plans. Yeah, because sometimes creative plans can feel like, oh, am I experiencing some sort of. Am I a little on the manic side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate yeah. that feeling. Yeah, I, is... I, I like. I knew where you were going with that, yeah. and I was like, "Yep, yeah." But it's like, "Yeah, we can do everything." And then the <laughs> right. next day, you're like, "I've never done anything good." And it's yeah. like, okay, I should just destroy everything. Yeah, I'm I should destroy it all. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. new name, like, new name. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I. I mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that's one part of the boundaries thing that I can is just setting really boundaries hear. with different, being able to set different yeah. boundaries for different people. Where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I realize you can hold this space for me, but I realize maybe in this area, I can talk to you about creativity. I can't talk to you about feelings or vice versa. Right, and then oh. it's interesting because I've had therapists in the past where I really mental health. I'm talking about all day, mm-hmm. but if I talk about something that I might be navigating creatively or mm-hmm. comedy or something, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, there maybe that was. They're not grasping all of that. Right. And that's okay. Sure, but, sure, sure. Um, but you uh, know who to share what with. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's great. So, Zoe. Yeah. Well, I, I, can I ask a question? Please. I was mm-hmm. curious, James, like if you think like by having those different boundaries with different people, like do you feel like that allows you to like make, like do you feel like say there's like someone you have a relationship with and if you chose the wrong boundaries with that person, like maybe they wouldn't be a like a good person in your life. But if you have, I guess it depends on how they behave too. But I'm just thinking like, how does that change your relationships with people? Like when you have so like reestablished. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm thinking like yeah. maybe some one time you'd think like, oh, this person's not good for me. But then if you had different boundaries, maybe they could be like yeah. valuable in your life. Have you ever thought about it like that before? I have. And I do. And I think that's kind of the answer to it is like this is still a close friend that does offer a lot of positive things in my life. But maybe it's all right if I kind of hold back my biggest idea. Yes. Yes. And maybe it's okay if I, you know, work on that quietly and maybe share it with another person instead or something like that. That's okay if it helps me, you know, feel safe and 
like I'm still being supported in, in certain degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it allows them to support you in the places that they that they're experienced in being supportive and you're not having an expectation of like, but I thought you were gonna be here for this big idea. Right. So yeah, yeah. Real yeah. real G's move in silence like lasagna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Lil know Wayne it. Said. <laughs> Lil Wayne said in the immortal <laughs> words. Uh Taylor, what about you? Boundaries? Uh, boundaries are a weird subject for me because that's some of it like I feel never really popped into my head as something that I need to establish. I feel like I kind of operated without too many boundaries and just like got, got taken advantage of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then my lack of boundaries got like stepped over, but yeah. I didn't know how to vocalize that because I never set the boundaries in the first place sure. and yada, yada, yada. And I, especially in the last like five, six, I might even want to say 10 years, I've definitely felt the shift in like slowly building boundaries and they didn't start as you know attack on titan walls they they, they yeah. started out as as very small fences that people could step over still mm-hmm. and i i just had to kind of keep building until they were at a spot that i was comfortable with that yeah. allowed the right people in and kept the wrong people out and i've gone yeah. through a lot of friendship changes and a lot of friend group changes and, sh- and shit like that just to find footing you know yeah no and I, I i like what you said just about having like built you know a fence initially and then just kind yeah. of raise the height of it because it's it's important to set an initial boundary yeah and then once you realize that you know that that's that's still not comfortable for you yet like the boundary is important but it's not where you need it to be like being able to just be like okay that needs to be a little bit higher and it keeps in the keeps in the right people and keeps out the wrong yeah exactly yeah and there's like weird unintentional like litmus tests i feel like people end up giving people just to be mm-hmm. like are like how close of mm-hmm. like how close in the circle yeah. are we gonna be yeah. and uh, I cried in front of you yesterday to see what you would do <laughs> you so, did I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even notice well and now I know where our friendship stands uh, <laughs> yeah exactly that was my weird litmus test <laughs> read you like a book yeah <laughs> what about you Zoe uh, well I was just thinking about like like how when you said the thing about how like if we don't set boundaries and then we end up being like angry at people for yes, not respecting like them one. and that really sparked something for me because I think everybody does that especially when you're learning and then mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who don't have like language for boundaries do, like don't understand that they're doing that and then they're like why is why do I feel like a victim all the time yeah right? and it's yeah like, I think boundaries are a huge part of like taking accountability for what is in your life mm-hmm. and and the ways that things are in your life and then how you can have control over them and I think yeah. so I think I was thinking about it like that like yeah yeah like you could be like this person's just a bad friend but it's like but maybe you're not at- telling them what you need yeah. from them mm-hmm. and, and then you're mad at them because and they don't understand why they're you know, so definitely. Then, no. And I, I like that you brought that up because that is something that, um, you know, I was talking with somebody recently where I was just like, you might be upset because a boundary was crossed, but they might not know that a boundary was crossed. Yeah. If you call me at three o'clock in the morning and I never told you don't do that, then you haven't technically broken a rule. But if it's in my head and I'm like, nobody should call me at this time, then like you've broken a rule with me, but you haven't broken a communicated boundary. So yes. I, I think communicating your boundaries is extremely important. Yeah. And I think the unwritten moral code that you kind of have in your head too like that was my biggest issue yeah why doesn't everybody just operate around this honest moral? and everybody does but it's it's, everybody's is different and so like that fucked with me for a little well they they may think that you know like four o'clock might be their time that would be their boundary so they're like oh i'm calling you at three so like i haven't in my mind i haven't broken that boundary of calling too late but Mm -hmm. in your minds they have and i have to accept that they were younger too that Mm -hmm. was that that 10 years ago for me was 10 years ago for them too and so they could have gone through that whole growing process separately for me too yeah and that's commendable for them if they have and I, I respect it absolutely um james i have a question so what's like a, a boundary that you've you've uh had to readjust recently a boundary i've had to adjust recently 
I'm going to talk about bipolar disorder. Okay, cool. Yeah. Please. Only recently have I been, it's almost like, it almost feels like a boundary within myself. Okay. Um, too, but uh, yeah, only recently have I been more accepting of it and to and open about it. Yeah. And, and not necessarily even like talking about it, but also just by just simply letting people know in different degrees, like with the show that yeah. meant me opening up about it on social media, promoting sure. the show and stuff like that. And, um, and that was a huge boundary because it's I'm it's not like the one I first talked about where I'm like kind of like doing a litmus test kind of a thing yeah. where I'm like oh I don't know who, who I can tell what to it's it's more like no everyone's gonna know this now yeah and, yeah um and that puts a lot of the pressure in that puts a lot of just on myself I think the pressure goes on to myself to yeah. just be accepting of whatever uh, reaction what you I've get. been dealing with for the last twelve to. 13 years now yeah so, uh, yeah what you're describing kind of feels like you're like taking like a mask off almost like you're just like i'm not operating around trying to not be bipolar anymore I'm, yeah I'm, this is how i'm i am and obviously you know therapy medication are always like surviving it but like you're not hiding it i guess you know yeah and the thing is that to it it does it does feel like that that mask off kind of a situation but it also feels like i'm also just happier as a yeah. result of it too yeah. like i'm yeah. i am more comfortable in my own skin less and weight on your shoulders yeah more comfortable with people who i love knowing me too exactly and things like that yeah so. well i think that's very important too is just like the the fact that you were able to readjust that boundary and then like find a new love for yourself because like you allowed to let you allowed yourself to let people in and mm -hmm. and and be yourself while you know also being like okay i don't have to tell you everything but i'm i'm giving you more than you may have had before yeah exactly and it's your genuine self yeah i, mm -hmm. I thought about it, thought of it as like maybe like incorporating that into part of your like public identity or your identity changing a little bit maybe or mm -hmm. like the way you your forward facing yeah. identity changing maybe i don't know if that's the way you way present to yourself it. to the world you know before you might have just been james now you're james who's also dealing with this you're not any less james but like you are also dealing with this yeah and it's okay if people know that you know today's a harder day than others yes. for yes. whatever reason and um and that's very yeah. important with bipolar as well i almost said bipolar too but i mean it might be important yeah. with bipolar one as well yeah. uh <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh but no i I think that that's important with bipolar is just just communicating that like you, I, there may be days that I show up and I'm fucking finger guns and yeah. you know love for everybody and there might be days that I show up and I just I'm not feeling it <laughs> but like I need you to understand that it's it's not you and you know just I guess create create a space where there can be compassion for the way you're feeling absolutely and it's funny because like I think people who I worked for for years mm -hmm. like found this out that I was picturing them like I don't work for them anymore but mm -hmm. they would They'd see these things and they'd probably thought to themselves like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, yes, <laughs> dude, for real. Yes, yeah. like yeah. it almost makes it easier to navigate the world when people yeah. understand you more. Yeah, yeah I definitely so, like have yeah. bosses and people like old friends in mind that I want to go back and be like, "Hey, so just so you know, <laughs> yeah, what was happening that yeah. night?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. What about you, Zoe? What's a boundary you've had to readjust recently? Um, I think I'm trying to think of a specific boundary I've had to readjust. Well, yeah, I think like with my family, I've been mm -hmm. working on it, like trying to like. Thinking about how, uh, like we were talking about earlier, where like when you people who don't talk about their boundaries or maybe they don't have the language for this is a boundary for me. Mm -hmm. And then like the relationship, I constantly you constantly feeling like maybe you're violating a boundary or like, sure. why am I constantly having this conflict with this person and realizing that maybe like this is a person who hasn't labeled the fact that they have these boundaries and they're strong for them and that that as a result, they're feeling like frustrated all the time in the world and like maybe our interaction specifically. Like, yeah. And so I think maybe, yeah, realizing that like 
uh, helping like I ideally like with my family, I've been, I've been wanting to try to give them the language of boundaries because I feel yes. like if, if you understand what you want and what, what you can't provide and vice versa, like what yeah. you just like, they don't even know what's happening if you don't know the boundaries. Yeah. And yeah. What it is absolutely. And why even the person who has it doesn't know why they're mad, you know? Yeah. It's absolutely. Very confusing. So. No, the they, boundaries <laughs> definitely like as setting them can be like a, a very confusing thing. Cause I think a lot of us are just afraid of offending somebody by being yeah. like, no, you can't do that. And yeah. it's like, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm saying nobody can do that. You know, yeah. like I, I'm not picking favorites and sometimes I might just be saying you, but like, you need to understand that like the, the reason I'm setting this is, and this is something that's been really important to me is like understanding that most people who set boundaries do so to try to keep you in their life. And because they, yeah, it's a sign of wanting the relationship yeah. to be. This bothers me and I don't want yeah. it to continue to bother me because I still want to be friends. Yeah. But it often totally. feels like you blew it and you're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not good at doing it and we don't know, like we don't, we don't well, have a... sometimes we take offense to somebody correcting us and being like, hey, you crossed a boundary. And I think just being understanding and listening and being like, hey, like you're communicating this for a reason. It's important to you. So it's important to me. And like, yeah. I, I want to understand how to work within your boundaries so that way we can continue this friendship. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say this is a boundary that I've had to reestablish recently, mm -hmm. but one thing that I've had to, I guess just to spin the question, a boundary that I've had to operate around that I didn't realize that I, I might have been crossing was like, um, my, my apologies were weird. Mm -hmm. when, when I said sorry, I never really said I'm sorry. I would say my bad or like some other form of... Your fault. No, just <laughs> just, just little things. Yeah, your bad. Just just other ways that were in my head, I'm sorry, but weren't blatantly, I'm sorry. And yeah. I, I had a conversation with that uh, about that with our roommate and like that... Uh, I kind of opened my eyes to that. I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. I just say I'm sorry sometimes. Yeah, that yeah, makes exactly. A world of a difference. And it's yep. it kind of goes back to that, like, you know, four o'clock is your cutoff time, three o'clock is theirs, yeah. where it's like you thought you said sorry because you used these words, but because yeah. of the the way that they wanted to be apologized to. Someone says my bad, I can take that as I'm sorry, but I understand that's not how everybody receives exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even the way you want to be apologized to could be a boundary. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys just exploring that topic with me. Um, so a yeah, one. yeah, thank you. It was it was actually you guys, so yeah, I appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Patches, come here, boy. I love Patches, and that's why I love Patch Dog. Hey, Dad, were you calling me? No, I was calling the dog Patches. Yes, Father? Oh, not you, honey. Patch Dog makes custom iron-on embroidery patches. I can give them my design, and in a couple weeks, I've got custom patches. They can be of my daughter Patches, my son Patches Jr., or even my dog Patches. Yes, Dad? Uh, no, no, that's Patches, my wife. I'm just making a commercial. And because Patch Dog loves you so much, use the code SPR10 for a 10% discount. Yay. And you know they've got that free domestic shipping. For more information, check out patch.dog and fall in love with Patches like me. Did you yes, dear. Oh, no, I'm making a commercial for Patch Dog. And we are back with a smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. Hi. Zoe Schwartz. Hello. And James Hartenfeld. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the joke break. Uh, perfectly timed, James. Um, yeah, it, it's great. Uh, sometimes, it's, uh, sometimes it's therapy. Sometimes it's funny. Uh, sometimes so it's somewhere in between. This card has... Last week, we had a really interesting question. Yeah. Uh, go check out that episode. Uh, or maybe I deleted it. <laughs> oh, here we go. I think this is a good one. Oh, yeah. uh, this could be really good or okay. really bad. Right. Your face. Let's get real. <laughs> let's, let's get real, bros. I'm like nervous. This week's question is... Why do you think we're friends? Aww. Aww. 
Aww. Who, who are you asking? I just like the question. Taylor, tell me tell me why you think we're friends. I don't think we're friends. <laughs> I tell you why why we're not friends then. I I think uh, a lot of that question, the first answer to that question is very often going to be coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, it's w- where you happen to be at where you, w- when you happen to be there. But Absolutely. I think that the reason that we stayed friends is uh, just, we have a weird sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a lot of different ways that yeah. I can say that. We just summed up everybody's relationship <laughs> in here <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Thank you for answering the question for all of us. I have a normal <laughs> sense of humor. The, the really bizarre conversations that we had for a year and a half every night on the back porch uh, really solidified that. It's like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely think that, I like that you brought up uh, just kind of like timing and proximity because I feel like that's, that is kind of what initially brings people together, but um, it's, it's it's kind of where you go from there. Also, I think the way that we navigate mental health, whether or not mm-hmm. we are both, whether one of us is having a moment, both of us is having a moment. Yeah. I think that we both use specific language in a specific way to try to get to the result. I think we're both effective at that with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll flip that around to you. I would definitely say that it's that. Like, I've always had a hard time communicating how I feel, and I've had a harder time feeling like once I did communicate that it was heard. And uh, something that you and Josh have both done and kind of what made the smoke break even exist the first couple episodes was just that, like, I felt like I had a space where I could be myself, uh, that I could say how I felt and that it was received and all like reflected back to me. And like, oh, wow, like I that, that yeah, that would be hard. You know, sometimes you just need somebody to be like, yes, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to acknowledge that it sucks. And I also think it sucks. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that that's, that, that would probably be, um, that and you're better at video games than me. So, <laughs> you know, you need, you need that homie. Um, the way that I like to describe my, uh, friendship with Taylor is that, uh, you know, I have one friend for when I want to talk and I have one friend for when I'm done talking. <laughs> Taylor's that second friend. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Zoe, Zoe, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Why are we friends? Why are we friends? Uh, well, I would say like comedy, probably like to start off with, sure. and then also like connecting through other people, which I sure. think is always like a, a like that's always a a, th- a thing when I meet someone new, I pay mm-hmm. attention to what their friendships are like, Absolutely. and if they have people in their life that mm-hmm. they've known for a long time, that's always a anyway. So like I met you through Amanda, I think probably yeah. or like ish, ish that's yeah. how I got to know you ish probably, and then also coming on the podcast, and then our connection through mental health and stuff, I think. And, yeah. and then just like us being friends and comedians in the scene together and those being things that like we always connected over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely think like those those commonalities and stuff uh, are, are the things that really help you like connect with people. Like like mental health, you know, that's something that like maybe I can bring up to other people, but I can't talk in depth with everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I definitely think that that's, I would say the reason that I think that we're friends is because, hmm, because you wanted to get on a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just anything kidding. I'm just kidding. Anything break. to get on the smoke. Do you know what this show? I went no, to grad uh, school to get on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you got your masters. Now you can join. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's just because you're 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 a genuine person and you're a very funny person, and uh, those are the two things that I I just look for in people, and that's the the same thing that I I see in Taylor. You know, the same thing that I see in you. Like honestly, like you're you're somebody who I've I've watched perform, and every time I watch you perform, it's like watching you perform for the first time, and it is such if you have not seen james perform please go do that please 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 the way um, zane described it i was like i gotta fucking see this guy <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it's I, I think that, you know, just the the commonality and the things be, between, you know, like whether it is comedy, you know, and I would say that that would probably be very similarly like the thing that, you know, brought us together is is yeah. comedy. Um, and for me, I guess bipolar, you know, finding out that you had bipolar, like I understand how difficult that may have been for you to share. But like, I want you to know what it meant to somebody like me to look at somebody that like I look up to and be like, wow, like that person is dealing with the same thing I am like, like openly too, and openly. Know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, James, I saved you. I saved you for last. No, that means that means a ton. Uh, just in that last breath, as far as yeah, just talking about that aspect. Because in opening up, there are people who've reached out who've been like, "Oh, thank you. I feel seen." Yes, and I just didn't. I just underestimated what that would, what that's what that is like. But it's the same thing when I would watch comics um, open up, like Bamford ten. Yeah. Plus years ago, I'm like, ah, that's I, yeah, that makes me feel like because I was just getting thrown in like wards and asylums, uh, really, and in and out of those. For, well, uh, I was watching her, but that's not why we're friends. That's not why we're all friends. But here. the fact, the, the reason we're friends is because <laughs> but, you were able to share that. You know what I mean? And like, because yeah. I can tell that you're genuine. And that's and that's a super real part of it. And that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. As, at the same time, but I think there's also like. For everyone in this room, too, I think it's like a big like like I really want to create, and I don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. And I, but I need to be around other people that also feel that and share that, and want to you know want to be around other people that help facilitate that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, I feel like you're kind of loosely describing like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs <laughs> of friendship. Yep. Yes, of friendship <laughs> needs of friendship. But yeah, watching Zane, I'm like big hip-hop fan and i've been watching zane do music for a long time and i appreciate and that. extremely good comedy for a long time yeah so it's yeah not i appreciate like, that yeah so i mean those are you know huge factors in in that as well where like i just i was talking to someone about the other about christmas recently mm -hmm. they got back and they're like oh, i was, was my, how was your family you know i saw them it was cool like whatever but like that's not really what my life is. Yeah. And it was weird for them to be like that. My, my family back in Oklahoma isn't my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like people were around with on a regular basis and creating with and stuff like that's like, that's all, always what feels like what my life is. And mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, friendship is one thing, but it's, it's, I think it's definitely like, it's a, it's a very big deal yeah to like well, complete a person i think that this kind of like draws back to what you were talking about is like the ways that we do connect with people and friends you know i can tell you this but i might not be able to tell you this like i think that's you know the thing that, that brings a lot of people together is being like i can talk with you about this but i can't talk with this person about this like mm -hmm. you and i like the the place that you're friendship holds in my life is something that I can't find elsewhere. And that's why I value it so, so much. So totally. yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. What do you think? Um, what do you think makes a good friend? What do you think makes a good friend, James? I think it's kind of like what Taylor described where it's just like, Oh, I've been able to say everything and mm -hmm. still feel very safe and supported yeah. through yeah. it all. And, yeah. and we also like share these other instincts too, that are really healthy to share. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's big a big part of like what you're deal. looking for in a friendship. Yeah, what yeah. about you, Zoe? Um, yeah, I think all those are all definitely things that I look for in friendship and I think yeah, just I one thing I thought about when you were saying that is that like different friends make you feel seen in different ways that yes. are important to you and I yes. that's kind of what it made me think of when you were yeah. saying that. And so I think yeah, being seen is like a huge part of friendship. Yeah, I think for me because I I think I've talked about this before like I'm just see, identifying as being like a sensitive person or like an int like sort of an emotionally intense person having people have space for that yes. and then also knowing that like 
I can give them that space because I think sometimes yes. I worry that I come across like, oh, I'm asking for too much. But I'm like, I can give yeah, the yeah. same amount. I'm offering yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah. For. So I guess maybe I feel really good in friendships where I feel like there's an equal balance yes. of that where like I, I can give as much as I need. That mm -hmm. feels really good for me. But yeah. That's not necessarily like something I know right away. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well. I think that that's that's that even kind of goes back to boundaries of just being like, hey, I don't mind giving, but I do need something in return. Yeah. Um, and and Taylor and I have kind of like had an experience with with somebody close to us as well, where it's like we we feel like we're giving, but we don't feel like we're receiving. And it's like I don't mind giving and I don't expect to receive, but it's hard to continue to give without feeling resentful. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that being able to, to create re relationships where you're like where it does feel like. Yes, you opened up to me, but I feel like I can talk to you to, you know, if I'm struggling tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, and that like I didn't burden you too much. Yeah. too. Like that feels nice to feel like this person can handle. Exactly. But they also know I can, you know, like because I, I don't I don't want just one or the other. Either, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and even exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? Um, So when I was like younger, especially like the, the 10 year ago phase that I was mentioning, mm -hmm. uh, it's not a phase, mom. Uh, fucking <laughs> it was such a phase uh, <laughs> i would seek friends with like similar short-term goals okay like uh okay. i would all my like all, all, pretty much every single friend that i had at that time i was in a band with at some point okay and gotcha. that uh translated into other things uh, i can't really Gaming kind of became something like that, where there's people that played similar games as me. Yeah, yeah. similar uh, interests, like similar yeah. to comedy of like, hey, we do this thing, let's do that thing together. But recently I found that that isn't, at least for me, that's not really fulfilling to me. Yeah. Is like, I, I'm totally cool having a band, and I'm totally cool, you know, having friends in that band, but like, I, I want my friends to do their pursuits and I want to be able to do my pursuits if they happen to cross paths. That's super sick. Yes. But I, I, I'm not. Like, if it feels like I just kind of locked into like this is the only circle, this is the only room that I have for anything, and there's a lot of things that this circle doesn't offer. Yes, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like I, I guess to answer the question more specifically, it'd just be like people that can support me in minor ways that are also comfortable with me supporting them in the ways that I know how to. Yeah, and yeah. In in our individual pursuits, whatever that may be. Even if yeah. one considers it, considers the other one mundane, or the cool, that's what you want to do. That's yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, well, I, I even just like kind of like the expression of like autonomy and being like, we don't have to be doing the same thing mm -hmm. for me to think that our friendship is valuable. You know, like if, if my thing is fucking underwater basket weaving and yours is being <laughs> a famous comedian, like as long as you support me just as much as I support you, then yeah. it's like you don't also need to be an underwater basket weaver but it would be cool if you yeah. showed up to my also, basket weaving competition exactly well. exactly yeah. portland's <laughs> basket also yours might be a little more niche than mine yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not a competition I have less than full stands i'm sorry a lot yeah. of underwater <laughs> there's less if you weavers. don't come all right yeah. uh, <laughs> you double the attendance yeah. when you, get you better there. not get into underwater basket weaving or we're done okay it's my thing don't do it for the popularity um yeah no i i guess like for me i'm 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 just looking for a place where i can be me um as somebody who struggled with bipolar I've had to deal with being uh, too much. You know, when I'm manic, I'm just like, fucking nah. Everyone's like, that's so much. And I never understood it. I would take offense to that. I would be like, oh, well, you know, you don't like me for me. And then I would be super depressed. And the people who enjoyed me when I was manic and weren't overwhelmed by it were overwhelmed by the fact that I was depressed. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely just, I guess, having friends that like, yeah, understand where you're coming from and, and can hold space for those bigger emotions. Cause I, I think what's really important to vocalize is just that like, I will be Zane every day, but I won't be that Zane every day, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I need you to show up for Zane every day, regardless of, of, of how he's feeling. As long as it's within like a, a I guess, like a comfortable capacity, you know, like the, the thing that I was telling someone last night was just like the second that your help to someone else becomes harm to you, like that's. Now it's just harm to two parties. Yeah. Um, so well, and there's yeah. a lot of problem solving capabilities for people that are willing to hold space for the bigger emotions. And I think part of that is, is accepting sometimes you just fucking walk away. Like we, oh, we got yeah. into it a little bit other than I and like in 30 seconds, we were just like, nope, yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just like walked away. Absolutely, absolutely. And the next day we streamed Halo, <laughs> you know. Exactly, like, exactly. And I, I think that, you know, being able to to walk away comfortably from a friendship in a temporary uh, in a temporary time frame yeah. is something that's very important. And, and knowing able- it's not world ending. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I don't care if you say that you're leaving, I just need to know if it's forever, you know? Like, I just want that to be vocalized. But if we can walk away for a second and come back once we have a better understanding, then, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. So totally. Yeah. I, I heard cool, someone cool. say I, I view our relationship as our last interaction and like mm-hmm. just as a general statement with people. And I was like, that's, that's heavy. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be crying during the f- me, commercial like, break. <laughs> uh, that's too much pressure for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that is kind of like no, a hyperbole of it. But it, it, that is yeah. a. That's the way a lot of people operate. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Wow. I was fucking super heavy. Uh, <laughs> good luck. We're going to take a commercial break. I'll be back crying. Uh, <laughs> Cuddling in a big cry circle. <laughs> yeah. Big cry circle. Uh, you're listening to The Smoke Break. We're on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. As well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. We captured the taste and sound. Only here on Open Country. Sundays, noon to one, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Folk music with Anti-Vandal. We captured the taste and sound on this open country. Noon to one, Sundays, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Here on Shady Pines Radio. We are back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. What's up, party people? Zoe Schwartz. Hello. And James Hartenfeld. That's me. That's him. <laughs> we are wrapping up the smoke break. Thank you guys so much for hanging out so far. Uh, we're getting to my favorite question, which is, what are you excited for? Um, let's start with what are you. you? <laughs> well, we, we usually don't start with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you do whatever you want. Ah, panic. James, what are you excited for? <laughs> I am excited. For, oh, it's going to be so lame to say 2023. No. Technically, when this airs, it'll be a new year. We didn't even oh, talk about that. So this is the first episode of the new year. Oh, boy. So many yeah. opportunities. What's your new year's resolution? Fuck this up. Opportunities to fuck this up. I am excited for 2023. Like, this 2022 started off so it was just such a challenge challenging year for me sure um and uh and it, but it ended very well and um a lot of that had to do with just a, lo- a lot of uh my own actions and the way yeah. i handled the pandemic and self-care stuff through that um so i'm i'm excited to take the momentum forward into the new to the new year and, yeah um, yeah and it just makes me a better 
family member and a better friend at the same yeah. time and, and these things. So I, I'm really excited for all that. No, well, I like that you said the word momentum because I feel like that's something that's, that is, is, uh, it's hard to gain, easy to lose. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's also very important because like, if you can take the, like, I'm already doing well, I just need to keep doing well. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot easier to do than like, I have to start doing good, you yeah. know? So it's I, I easier think to keep a room clean than it is to clean a dirty room. Yes. Yes. Totally. This man is so good at analogies. That's <laughs> why he is back. Uh, analogy man. Yeah. Analogy man. Yeah. I just sit here. Yeah. And like, this is what you said, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool person, lame superhero. Um, <laughs> 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 like, oh, I can't really do much with that guy. Yeah. I, he's got laser eyes. What do you want me to do? Which is kind of like, uh, so if, he, if only he could turn those inward. See what's really going yeah. on. <laughs> Sorry, what are you excited for? Oh, what am I excited for? I don't know. Just, uh, just yeah, probably just like starting my job. Uh, just yeah, I think that starting your job. Okay, what part of that's exciting? Well, I think it's. Just, I think the reason is because it was like. Did grad school during the pandemic felt like, you know, everybody's life was impacted by that. And then sure. and then having to finish school, like right as I was able to be social again. And then yeah, that must all- have been difficult trying to be like, I want to hit a mic, but I also have homework. Yeah. So I guess I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is be the first year where I like, feel like a full normal adult again. Like I'm gonna have a job. Yeah. I'm gonna be able to do comedy as much as I can fit it into my life, not based on having to stay home because of other things. Yep. And, and yeah, so I think just having a, hopefully having a year that feels like less interrupted by things that are out of my control, even though that's yeah. not really how life works. But. <laughs> not at fucking all. <laughs> no, but like just, just yeah, have like a tighter grip on the reins a little just bit. Just feeling yeah. a little bit more like everything that's happening this year were things that I intentionally set into place instead of just feeling like things kept happening that I didn't have. Yeah. yeah things yeah. will still happen that I don't have control over, but I have a, a better thing set in stone of what I want to do that I'm working An on. An action plan. Of, yeah. And hey, things, things that are actually happening. Yeah. Less than less chaos and randomness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, it kind of just goes into like the thing that both of you were saying was just kind of like taking those steps to like make those act, like make the actions. So that way things mm-hmm. are easier instead of just, you know, well, I mean, then my situation changed and things are better. So I'm just going to hope it stays changed and, yeah, but it's it's making the actions so that way things can be easier instead of just waiting for that situation. Taylor, what am I excited for? Yeah, yeah. you you got you got to fill time too. Okay, well, twenty twenty three is I, I'm excited for twenty twenty three because it's like a lot of my passions are getting cool stuff. Like uh, okay. UFC has a lot of really cool fights scheduled. Sure. Uh, John Jones is coming back, and I'm real excited for that because he don't kick some ass and his fight is against the current heavyweight champion. Sure. Ridiculous. Uh, I heard a, a, I don't remember which one. How many times have you been punched in the face? I'm not about to do it. I'm just curious. A couple, a couple, okay. a couple. There was one that stands out the most because I got woken up, answered the door, and then sucker punched. And that yeah. was, that's, that wasn't cool. That yeah. is not, but that was when I learned that it doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah. Like, it, okay. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's an important lesson to learn. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. I will not be like, oh, this is awesome. But yeah. like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> I didn't fucking like shatter. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you're super excited about uh, UFC. Uh, fighting games, I think, are going to get a little bit of a uh, a, a good revival. 2022 mm-hmm. lacks so hard in fighting games that Multiverse is one best fighter of the year, which is okay. You can play Velma. You can play Velma. You can play. You can Whoa. be a, a team of Velma and LeBron against Bat. LeBron James is a fighting game character yeah. uh, against uh, the what? Well, Steven Universe <laughs> and like Ben Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's very Smash Bros. Bros. Games on Steam, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very Smash esque. Yeah. It's a uh, it's off the stage kill, not like a health bar. Oh, that sounds but, like a great game. 
It, yeah. it, it's good. I just did. I would never have expected it to win game of the year, but I, there's like no other or fighting game of the year. Right. But there's like no other fighting games out right now. Yeah. But I heard Tekken Eight might be coming out in 2023. Okay. okay. Ooh, that would be. I can press the buttons, just jam them. Yeah. 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 I'm garbage at Tekken, but I love fighting games. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're excited about um just some of the stuff that's going to be coming out. Yeah. The know? stuff that I'm interested in is is getting is getting a cool little bit. Of, it feels like a revival because the stuff that I like has been really really dead in the water for a yeah. little bit. Garbage fighting games. 2022 was weird because. The it wasn't bad for UFC, but 2021 was bad because of the pandemic and shit. It was yeah. just feels like stuff. How do we make these naked dudes wrestle but not get sick? You know, that, that was that was somebody's <laughs> job to figure yeah. out. Yeah, for no, for real, somebody's job. You know to how many figure fights out. got canceled because people just got COVID? <laughs> I was like, there's, there's so many ways to avoid this. You guys can control your weight down to like a half a pound. <laughs> yeah, but you can't not get sick. You can't wash your hands like, twice a day. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. What's uh, what about like uh, you know, goals and stuff? Do you have anything that like you're like, hey, by the end of 2023, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> I don't ever want to be. It might not. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It. If that is your goal, yeah. might need to knock you down a peg. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good on that. I would like to go <laughs> to, to the moon. I would like to go to another <laughs> uh, gaming tournament or at least enter one. I know there's some that are like online. Sure, I used to do like online sure. smash tournaments. And do some shit. like competitive stuff. Yeah, I just I've been really the only competitive shit that I've been touching is like ranked mode on my Apex and shit. And it's mm -hmm. like okay, but I, I would like to actually like go. To a place and compete. That was just pandemic murdered that too because that yeah. is, is a bunch of sweaty people sitting in a room together right next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> these guys definitely don't wash their hands. Yeah, uh, or use deodorant. <laughs> dude, Smash Bros. Oh my god, there's people that just walk around with a deodorant stick at Smash Bros. tournaments sometimes just to like, just to, like sell them. Yeah, that'd be good. This is why I'm not into gaming. Yeah, it's bad, bro. It's, that is as much butt cheeks as there are Magic the Gathering tournaments. That says how many sweaty armpits there are at Smash Bros. tournaments. <laughs> there's more butt cheeks. Just, yeah, yeah, so man. many butt. Butt cheeks, imagine the gathering people, tournaments. People have more. They have like, extra butt cheeks. I was gonna they, say, like, the people yeah. have extra butt cheeks. They do. They are it's called magic, and there's gathering, and it's the gathering of the. They're cheeks. known to sit a little bit further forward, get into the game a little bit, and it might pull their shirt up. Oh, and, butt oh, crack. Okay. Butt crack. There we yeah. go. Okay. Oh yeah, not. I guess you see cheek, but I yeah. guess it's In more. In my head, of the I'm crack. like, don't we all have butt cheeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Magic How? for the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come for the magic, stay for the ass. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the magic of the gathering. One dude went around taking selfies with all the butt cheeks he saw at a Magic the Gathering tournament, and that tournament banned him. Well, that's. Uh, they probably should have. He's the problem. Uh, yeah, uh, you can't take pictures right. of people's butt cheeks without asking. Everybody knows that. That is true. That I, is true. They're exposing it in public, though. So you still <laughs> no. I don't. I don't. I don't know the fucking. Rules I don't know about. magic butt cheek uh, yeah. etiquette. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a law instated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're only allowed to have a half inch butt crash. Yeah. <laughs> what are you excited Speaking for? Speaking of boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> what What are you excited for, Zane? <laughs> Changing the topic. Yeah. Uh, so, what am I excited for? I'm excited for excited for 2023. Um, I'm excited to use what I learned in 2022. I think that's important. I think it was it, it was important to uh, you know. I guess it's really just to collect as many experiences and uh, just insight as you can from a year, and just make sure that you're applying it to the next thing. Um, something I, I have a a bad habit of is is attaching myself too strongly to negative memories, and I think that same Z's. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's twinning. twinning like the story you're telling yourself. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. Need, I absolutely. I I think that, you know, I've I've definitely found a a healthier way to tell myself that story, you know, because mm. I that story really dictates like how the rest of it all kind of plays out. Like if you if you have this idea that this is how it is, then like you don't believe that it can be anything else, you know, cuz that's mm -hmm. that's not how stories like this end. Um, so I think, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of reframing. It's been a lot of change, you know, mm -hmm. Zoe's, Zoe's our new host, uh, Taylor's back. I, uh, 
James is here for our, our New Year's episode. Like, there's there's been so much. Where is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a I black space here. we're floating in. I thought this was just like a really elaborate dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I it's I'm I'm really just excited for um you know the I guess like the shitty thing is is like with years it's like you could have made changes or resolutions at any point, but we picked this point. Um, it is kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like it's nice to just know that something's starting over. That's kind of like why I like calling the season three, you know, it's like, yes, it is still the smoke break. Yes, it is still the world, you know, but it's the world season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's taking what we learned from season one and two uh, and being like, okay, don't do that. Uh, and character and development, character, character development. development. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All about that. Um, so, you know, over this past year, I guess, like what are some ways that you feel like you've really uh, grown more into the person you want to be this in 2022? Yeah. Boy, I think I'll (laughs) big questions. (laughs) I think there's always uh, a lot of bad things happening. Maybe I help just finalize you as a person, even and maybe using those as a point to say, like, no, this is a big pivot point, and I'm going to kind of acknowledge who I really am a little bit more and Mm -hmm. and take a better job of that. Um, And that was, yeah, those were huge huge steps to make um yeah no i i think dive into specifics no 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 you don't you you definitely don't have to but i mean i i just like the idea of using like negative experiences as a pivot point especially just that wording you know it's like using this as being like okay this is the direction i was heading and then i hit a point where i decided i'm no longer going that direction there's a fork in the road yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, i like that too i think that's a good literally a fork in the road i hit Uh two cars and i was like you know what (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i swerved to miss the fork you don't need might be (laughs) a metaphor for that you know it was what it was yeah well i mean and it really does it sometimes it does kind of take those like life-shaking you know like negative experiences to even really create the change because it's like yeah. obviously the change wasn't created because there was probably smaller problems before that but it mm-hmm. wasn't until it became a big enough problem that you're totally. like yeah. oh wow I now I see it you know yeah. I see what everybody else was trying to tell me <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah what about you Zoe what are what are ways that you feel like you've grown in this last year um I'm trying to, I don't know I'm, I was thinking about that now I don't know how to switch Do you think you've brain. grown as a comic you think you've grown as yeah. a therapist a friend Yeah I think all of those things yeah definitely I think I've grown as uh well, I think like spending a lot of time alone over the last sure. few years because of everything. That'll change you. I think that has uh, helped me like improve my relationship with myself and sure. and be more um, like able to figure out what I want based on what I want and not like so much about. I feel like I've like like it's not a good thing, but like, I think it is a good thing. Like less identified with my social group and more identified with myself. I think yeah. that's also just part of that's great. Becoming like that an adult. Yeah, I like, love that word. I'm more like like I don't I'm not afraid to do things that I don't need someone to go with me. Like comedy helped me that with that yeah. a lot. Like I can just go out any night of the week that I exactly. want. Exactly. I don't, I don't need a buddy. Someone, yeah, and I can leave when I want and yep. most people won't even I can just walk out or I can say goodbye or whatever. But I, like, I that might circle back to kind of what I was about like how I don't have like I used to have to be friends with the people that I was doing the stuff with. Totally. Kind of like, no, do your fucking yeah. thing. I might, yeah. I might fucking do that thing too. But it's like, that's, that, that, if that's your thing, do your fucking thing. I'll do mine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's changed like how I identify to my social life and how, how, how that's become more of like a, it's more of an independent thing now. I think like I'm able to get those needs met. Yeah, yeah, through through other avenues. I yeah. like that. Taylor, what I about you? I what the question was anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. We have like 30 seconds. A minute and 30. Sorry. One of the most pronounced ways that I, I feel like I've I've grown a little bit in the last year is like I've worked on my communication a yeah. lot. Yeah, like, that's uh, good. Yeah. I, I've 
would say things very, very specifically. I think I would use the right words a lot, but not in ways that people could receive very effectively. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ, like, why are you fucking talking at me like that? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, I feel like, associate very specific wording with like an authority figure, too, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm just trying to be as specific and clear. And yeah, but like understand, but understanding how that affects other people. Yeah. And so I've, I try to resort to asking more questions, asking if I was understood, asking if I need to reword something yep. And, yep. and shit like that. And just, I'm not where I necessarily want to be, but I I feel like I definitely like made some closer? bounds. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I guess I'll just wrap up right real quick. Uh, the ways that I feel like I've grown in the last year, uh, I feel like my hair is better. Cool. Uh, this has been the smoke break. Uh, <laughs> we are here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. Uh, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. Have a good one, guys. Zoe Schwartz. Bye. And James Hardenfeld. See ya. See you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.